to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a little witchy Hallmark movie <gasps> magic. You and have your usual cast of hosts. You have myself, Sally, as well as Tracy and Colleen. And this week, as promised, we're coming mm. to you, if you hear the different audio acoustics, from our very own Airbnb. <laughs> you can definitely check out the gram for multiple pictures. Yes. We are having a giggly, a giggly good time. Good time. <laughs> so, a bewitchingly good time. A bewitchingly good time. I love that. Mom. Well, of course, just like usual, we're going to go ahead and get started with our weekly crowning moment. We're just kind of going to share a memory, something special that happened to us throughout the week to bring some magic to you at home listening. So um, I can start since I'm already going. Um, my weekly crowning moment, obviously aside from, you know, today and yesterday, would be uh, Marissa Nicole, who I have spoken about previously on the podcast Shout if you're out. a loyal listener. Um, <laughs> She once again referenced me in a video of hers. So not only have we now taken a picture together, but she talked about me again. So, you know, it made my day. I fell off the couch. Um, Wait, did you really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so that would have to be my one of my many weekly crowning moments. She has many. Many. Brag. I just remembered I, I have a... I was thinking weekly crowning moment also this weekend, of course, because it's been a wonderful well, course, experience yeah, to be here with these lovely ladies. Definitely. But also a weekly crowning moment, let's think back. Our oldest granddaughter turned 10 yes. years old. That was a good time. Golden birth on the 10th. That was a giggly good time as well. Aww. Just so good to be with everybody and cannot believe she is double digits. I know, that's hard to believe. Did she like so, her present? Yes. The little the she mac, did. It's, like, it's not macrame. Um, what's it called? Needlepoint. Needle Thank point. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She Nicole really liked that it was like a mindful one. Yeah. That's yeah. Sweet. so. We'll have to see how that goes. I told her if it's too complex, we save it for a year. Mm -hmm. Whatever we'll we gotta back. do. We got whatever we gotta do. Colleen, <laughs> what is your weekly oh, crowning goodness. moment? Probably um my puppy. Well, put that. He's not a puppy anymore. He's dog. He's full dog. Sullivan had um some pretty extensive surgery this week, yeah. but he came out of it just fine. He's home. He's rested up. He's acting still like his typical self. He's very upset we can't go on a walk. The face he gave me when I told him we're only gonna go potty on this walk. We're not walking. The disapproving face <laughs> I got was worth I'm it. a golden retriever that's I know that I know they are very expressive on those faces I know it was Ooh. a little underbite moment <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can literally yeah. see it so clearly anti-calling I know but so he's doing well and he's recovering well so that was send a very all good, the good thoughts all, all the good vibes whatever you Sullivan. got send it send it to Sullivan Bojangles please yep so for our second uh segment will mm -hmm. be our movie Hallmarks <laughs> And Sally, yeah. what movie did we watch and who were the stars? Yes, so we are beginning our Good Witch Marathon as promised. So the first movie is very simply titled The, the Good Witch. Witch. Not <laughs> so, all witches are bad. Not all witches are bad. That's the tagline. Gotta love it. Um, Cassie Nightingale is played by Catherine Bell, of course. Of course. And then Officer Jake is played by Chris Potter. Those are the two that I'm going to kind of give credit to since they would right. be considered the leads. But, of right. course, as we progress, I'll give credit right. to some of the other characters. And so with the movie Hallmarks, we will be talking about the usual Hallmark classic setting, yes. hair, makeup, 
betrayals. couple chemistry, betrayals. All of it. Plot line. Bish, bam, bush. Emeralds. Exactly. Plot line. Let's start with the plot line. Yeah, let's. Plot line is, we have some, first off, really cool music. And yes. a really scary house yep. that, that comes the into fruition. House. The gray house. And... We begin with... We open on a scene where Officer Jake is coming home from duty and he's talking with George, who is the grandpa, to Lori and Brandon. Mm -hmm. So George reports that Lori's still having nightmares and we come to find out that the mom is dead. So her nightmares have been going on since three years ago. From her so we have the single dad, yeah, single with the dad kids, already with the mom deceased, and then mom's dad who lives yes. with them full time, helping to take care because mm-hmm. the dad is the sheriff. Yes, he Middleton. is. Yeah, the sheriff of the town, so he works long shifts. And in the night, as he's beginning his night watch, he happens yeah. to see in an alleyway a black cat. Yeah, and then mm, mysteriously he sees the sh- the outline of a woman mm-hmm. in that alleyway. Yes. But when he goes to investigate, all mm-hmm. he finds is... Walter. Walter, the quote-unquote town drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. fitting that like Just somebody trope. who's, you know, on the lowdown and obviously... Riding the rails. Right, not... Uh, no housing, no means yeah. of taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. And he helps him and gets him to the police station to at least let him have some place to stay. So let's get into the kiddos. Of course. We have, do, I don't know. I don't think we got their ages necessarily. No, they seem to be elementary. Yeah, maybe. She so we have Brandon, who I'm going to say is maybe 12. Yeah. Lori, probably 8 or 9. They walk to school together every day. Mm-hmm. And they pass this one house that has a very large and angry Doberman mm-hmm. who always spooks the kids. Spooks the goots. He, he spooks the And he is held back by a fence. In a chain. And chained. Um, but one day he breaks out mm-hmm. and he chases the kids all the way to Gray House. Yes. Where and Jake has already ascertained yes. that Cassie's moved in. She had the deed to the house. Mm-hmm. So she's ready to go and she's kind of fixing it up with the help of Walter, actually, who she kind of gives him this job mm-hmm. and this place to stay. So we know that Cassie's at the house, but the kids mm-hmm. don't know that yet. Right, exactly. So when the kids are end up in the yard, they're already pretty spooked because everyone knows the legend of Grey yeah, House. It's yeah. haunted. And then Cassie steps out and she is able to very quickly um, calm the dog and she talks to with him. With a very weird smile. Yeah, with like a very strange smile. Yeah. <laughs> kind of Grinchish kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, very, oh. very bizarre. Yes. <laughs> but basically just telling the dog he's a good dog and his mm-hmm. owner's the problem. Yeah. And, you know, stop bothering these kids. You're a good boy. Mm-hmm. And sends him on his way. But at this point, poor little Lori has scraped her knee. Yes. And so they, Cassie invites them in and they go in. Yeah. Now, the outside danger. still looks very creepy. Very much so. Very covered creepy. in, like, the vine. Or, like, you know, like, weeds. Yes. Cobwebs. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. yeah. Not something that you would think to trust as a child. Right. You know? And they do go in and she does help her with... Yeah, she has, of course, her, of her, course, her natural remedies. Her own blend. Yeah, her own blend to put on um, Lori's knee. She mm-hmm. is actually very kind to the kids, but they very quickly become Bad a little bit vibes. freaked out because they see a broom, and of course, there's been there's this cold rumor on that, the, you know, uh, on yeah, the stove, a there's a rumor that she's a witch, so now she they are that gingerbread. Too close to the stereotypes. <laughs> too Hansel, too Gretel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another character who we calling tonight love in the tv show martha enters the picture so 
in the movie, she is actually the mayor's wife. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, for those of you who know the TV show, this is where she stands right now. Um, (laughs) And she is very off-put by Cassie coming in. She worries about what kind of image Cassie's bringing. She doesn't think that she quite aligns with the Middleton values. Which, as Colleen noticed... The town's actually kind of in disrepair at this yeah, time. Yeah, time. It, so it sounds like a factory was shut down, yes. jobs were lost, and it seems like now it's kind of... And the mayor states, you know, we this is a very right, critical precarious time, time yeah. very critical time for Middleton. for Middleton. So that's why they are very driven to get Cassie kind of pushed out of town. Well, Martha is because Martha just thinks she's strange and that... Her and so Cassie has a shop. Yes, well, well she, she opens it up very quickly after taking back Grey House. Right, and um, in it, of course, if you watch the show, you know the vibes of Bell Book and Candle. It's very much the same. Um, she's giving everything out for free as gifts, asking for five dollars at the most. Yeah, um, very on par for Cassie. It is but very the, creepy for Martha. Yeah, Martha is having none of it and mm-hmm. having none of Cassie, who's a nice, young, beautiful. Well, what's person. interesting to note here, from Colleen in my perspective, having mm-hmm. seen part of the show, okay. is Cassie's attitude <coughs> is a little bit different in this it movie. Is. It's a little. Yeah, she seemed, I don't even want to say stern, but... She's not as peaceable as she is in the show. Yes, she... Like, normally she lets people kind of, like, figure things out for their own, whereas I feel like in this this one... This one, she's like, you know what's going to work for you? This. Mm. And normally in the show, they're looking, and she talks to them and tries to really build a a relationship, a connection, but here she's just Mm. like, you can't get pregnant... Cinnamon oil, which is actually her own special blend. Her own special <laughs> proprietary blend. There's a couple different plot lines going through, obviously, of people in distress in the, in, within Middleton. And the kids, Lori and Brandon, have each an issue. Yes, of yes. Lori, who has the nightmares, and I think Sally had also mm-hmm. stated that prior. And Brandon, who has a school bully who either takes his lunch or takes mm-hmm. his lunch money and then demands that he not bring lunch but always have money so he can always get the money from him. And so both those kids. After having met Cassie and hearing a little bit more about her through the town, Mm -hmm. the first one, Lori, decides that she's going to go and ask Cassie for help. Go to the house all on her own Mm -hmm. because she knows what happened with the dog. Yeah. So she knows that something really special happened. The dog's not bothering me anymore. Now I don't want monsters to bother me because that's what keeps me up at night. That's what I have nightmares about. And Cassie gives her a dream catcher. Yes. Explains how that works and then tells her to never, ever dream about bunnies. So basically, Cassie's found ways to distract her thoughts Mm -hmm. and focus them elsewhere so that she's able to sleep. And the dad, Jake, who's the chief of police, Mm -hmm. is very grateful for that because obviously his daughter for like three years, ever since the mom passed away, has been suffering from that. Yeah, because of course what Cassie always brings, and she's bringing in this movie, Mm -hmm. is a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Like even you can see from the first interaction when the dad checks in on Lori after hearing about her nightmares, Mm -hmm. he's like, well, if the monsters come back, I'll just arrest them. A very practical, very, like, physical solution, rather than kind of, like, Cassie's almost whimsical way of thinking that aligns a little bit better with them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as soon as it works for Lori, that she's suddenly not having the dreams of the monsters, Mm -hmm. Brandon is, uh, he wanted to learn how to fight from George, which, interesting that you're asking (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa for fighting lessons. 
But needless <coughs> to say, he didn't get his fighting lesson. He goes to Cassie. He actually goes to the Bell Book and yes. Candle shop where Cassie gives him a, a stone. I believe it was an amethyst yeah, kind of like stone. Mm -hmm. And she states, all right, so there are four specific things you need to do with this, and it's going to solve your problem. And so the first one was he had to go to Kyle's house and stay there for five minutes. Mm -hmm. You have to have your father meet Kyle. Mm -hmm. You have to... To have Kyle. Have, have Kyle touch the stone and then return it to me. And he will be turned into a goat. Goat. Is what Cassie mm -hmm. said. Yes, that is correct. So um, Brandon goes to, follows Kyle home. Kyle is not in a good home situation. Yeah. He kind of follows Trailer him. And yeah, there and it's not, it's it's overgrown. Mm -hmm, There's beer yeah. bottles. And he gets to see that cycle. Yeah. Because Kyle's dad treats Kyle the same way that Kyle right. treats Brandon. Where's your money? Yeah. Yes. Give like, the money. it's Open your all focused open. on that. So then you kind of come to see, okay, there's a reason that Kyle's mm -hmm. asking Brandon. Well, not asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stealing money yeah. from Brandon. Being, yeah, being very physically yeah. mm -hmm. At the same time as this plot's going on, Cassie and Jake are getting a little bit close. Oh, they are. Jake is, Mar makes Mar several trips to mm -hmm. her house. Yes, because yes, Martha... As soon as she trips over stuff in her shop, is trying to press, press charges. charges and right, because Martha's yeah. got something against Cassie from day one. So basically, it's she Martha. tries to build something that's not there. The one was to go to the shop and say, this is all witchcraft, and yes. this is bad for yeah. us. This is not what we're like in Middleton. You don't fit the mold. This has all got to go. We've got to get rid of this. And then gets herself in such a tizzy about stuff. She trips over something and then accuses Cassie of pushing her. Right. She's the mayor's wife, so she's leveraging all of that. Definitely. They've got the two sons. She's trying to get the whole town. It's almost like, you know, kill the beast. A witch hunt. And, and beast. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. The beast. yeah. I mean, it does. Definitely is a, a quote-unquote witch hunt. Yeah. yeah. So she's all out and, and smiles sweetly about it and everything, but is very vicious and vindictive to Cassie. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, Jake... Is does see the different side. He does realize yes. Cassie's not really yeah. doing anything. He does realize his kids, at least Lori, has benefited. We haven't finished the storyline right. on Brandon. Right. He will realize that later. But he's also, the house is looking better. Yes. Everything's getting cleaned up. Yes. She um, is clearly trying to make a life there. Like, it's exactly. not like she's swooping in to do anything bad. But Tom, the mayor, is very upset here because his wife is upset. Yes. So yes. he brings that to the sheriff and the sheriff's uh, deputy, I think, or whatever. Derek. Derek. Derek is great. Derek is fantastic. Is we awesome. like him as a sidekick. Mm -hmm. So so Tom comes in, the mayor, and says to, um, says to Jake, you need to find out more about this Cassie yeah. Nightingale, Cassandra Nightingale, where does she come from? Do we know anything about her background? Should she even be in our town? Who from the beginning, he says that the ownership of Grey House has always been kind of shaky because yeah. right. the Grey lady who owned it, the Merrick woman mm -hmm. um she didn't seem to have any kin and that's kind of why it fell into the house fell into disrepair mm -hmm. and so that's kind of why he finds that his suspicions are grounded because right. they always because they were going to sell it to a developer mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. which obviously would have been beneficial to middleton Absolutely. because it's probably something for the city yes but the day before the developer could come in and sign cassie, cassie appears with mm -hmm. the deed yeah. So now Jake does go to the house to find out more. Derek can't find anything on the internet. Mm -hmm. So he actually just kind of says, who are you? And she does go through her past then, that her parents were performers yes. in Europe. Yeah, they're they're walking on the streets, and she does tell him a bit of the truth. She goes over how her parents died in a car accident outside of Zurich, and mm -hmm. she was sent into foster care 
in the United States. Mm-hmm. While her foster care parents seemed to not really appreciate who she was Too and strict. almost stifle who mm-hmm. she was, so she ran away, and that's why it's been difficult to track any information on her. So yeah, of course we'll return to Brandon at this point because I'm sure everyone's dying to know how that turned out. Yes. Well, after seeing Kyle's home situation, he actually invites Kyle over and it's very not bravely stands yes, up to very Kyle. bravely and you get the impression that it's not even necessarily that he was trying to follow Cassie's steps but more so like he has more empathy for where Kyle's coming from so they hang yeah. out they're playing their video games because that seems to be all Brandon does this movie well, back at Brandon's house yes. right at Brandon's house since Brandon's dad is a cop he does bring some of the concerns that he saw at Kyle's place mm-hmm. And they even get to eat California pizza kitchen. I was so... Uh, in 2008, the economy crashed, but not for Hallmark. They could afford California pizza kitchen. Yeah, and Kyle was clearly digging in. He was grabbing all the slices. Well, it's California pizza kitchen. But, of course... Jake steps in. Brandon actually confides in his dad. He doesn't have a mom, and his dad is very mean. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he may even be abused. Mm -hmm. This is where he leaves it with his dad, and yes, as the sheriff, he's able to investigate and find out some more and relocate him to somebody who can take to his grandparents. Yeah, somebody can take care of me. Jake does ask Cassie out to quote a thank you dinner, which do not exist, it's a date. A French restaurant, Um, because he learns that she's traveled all over, so he's trying to appeal to that side of her Mm -hmm. by taking her to somewhere French. But unfortunately, Madame Blueberry, which is what Colleen and I call Martha, um, (laughs) she has started a citizen picket, basically, outside Mm -hmm. of Cassie's bell book and candle shop, Mm -hmm. because she's trying to claim that witchcraft is going on, Mm -hmm. and that the citizens should be concerned about this shop because yes. she found some kind of clause or article that gives citizens the right to right. question a mm-hmm. businesses. If the business is bad for yeah. Middleton, they deemed as bad, the then they can yeah. cut it down. So she so was a council getting, meeting in two yeah, weeks. She's getting signatures, signatures on a petition and, right. to mm-hmm. get rid of Bell Book and Candle. Yep. And Cassie is worried that as sheriff of the town, mm-hmm. it would look bad if Jake and her were at a dinner together. Right. So Jake returns home, but of course George pops into Bell Book and Candle. Colleen, what what did we think yeah. of that? So George pops in because he's been hearing all about oh, yeah. how Cassie's done wonders for his grandchildren yes. and definitely appreciates that. Definitely. So and Cassie says, you know, I think I might have something in here you may like, and he's like, oh, no, you won't. Pish posh. Pish posh, and he's off. <laughs> so um, Cassie has a. Like a pendant um, of a four-leaf clover, which apparently George is from Ireland. Yes. And so that, of course, um, really spoke touched to him. Yes, yeah, spoke to him, touched yeah. his heart. And he offers Cassie, you know, money, of course, to buy it. And shock, it's a gift. It's a gift. But with a stipulation mm-hmm. that he must wear it um, under the first full moon. Yes. Correct? Yes. And think, and about, think about Ireland. Ireland. Because yeah. George states he, he's always wanted to go back to right. Ireland. Mm-hmm. But when he had his wife there, and then when they had their daughter, Jenny, who mm-hmm. has obviously since passed away, and of course now he feels like he needs to help with the grandkids, mm-hmm. he can't ever get to Ireland, but it's what in his heart he would like to do. Right. Yes. But so. now that he's met Cassie, he gets what everyone's, well, specifically what Jake's seeing in her, right. as well as the grandchildren, right. but he gets what Jake's seeing in her, and when they're both at home, he questions why Jake's still here, because... 
Cassie has made some cookies for him and the kiddos, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's just clearly seeing all the ties that Cassie is building within this town in just, what, yeah. probably about the span of a week? Right. Two, weeks. T- two weeks. Two weeks. That's just right, about. two weeks. Yeah. So, he's questioning why he isn't on his date with Cassie, and Jake explains, you know, it's hard with the mayor, we're trying to look like a unified front here, and I can't just be going off. Because they have this council meeting yeah. coming up. Right, and got right, and it would seem like a vested interest. To basically mm-hmm. run her out of town. Right. So, yes. George points out, well, like, that doesn't mean you can't spend some time with her. Yep. So, time that pro- provokes Jake to come to, Ka- to the Grey House, to Cassie's house. Yes. And of course, Cassie is in a lovely dress, all ready to go, and she's got dinner ready, and I they get to have a more. And I it's guess, not for Walter because yes, Walter's not there. Walter's, Walter's not off there. for the evening. Yes. yes. So you know, you start to get some of Cassie's premonitions that she has. Like she always knows when something is going to go on. So you get to start seeing that happen, and they have their little date night together, and we get our first kiss. And it was a good one. This was a very good kiss. It was very By the good. fireplace mm. with a little glass of wine. Yeah. Multi-course dinner. We didn't know that. Yeah. I know. It was. So, of course, during this dinner, she shares two bits of information. Very important information with Jake. Number one, her real name is Sue? That's so I felt betrayed. Brock. Brock. I Brock. felt betrayed. I was like, I always thought it was Cassie Nightingale. But the fact, Sue, of all names. Of all names. Come on now. But yes. mom, you can share the other piece. And the second piece is that she is the great, great granddaughter of the Grey Lady. And Cassie told the story with some tourists going by anyways. Right. Because we find that what it is is she was married to... A sailor. A, sa- uh-huh. a, a captain. Yeah. Yes. And they were together for only several months. He was called <laughs> Two out. months. Two months, and he was called out to sea, and he never came back. Right. So basically, she then was mourning for 28 years, I believe, always yeah. left a light on. Yes, in the and house. And the windows mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, because he was lost at sea. He didn't necessarily die, but lost of course, the myth one day. And then like 28 out. years later, and there was no light up there. Yeah, and which she, she died, she from died a from a broken heart. And so to, to Cassie, who has been moving around and just trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, establish who she really is and she wants to find a home this deed coming to her was felt like a sign yes yeah. was the sign that yes middleton will be the place that i settle down and this is what it's meant to be because this is my home now i have property here that i own they have scheduled the city council meeting for the day after halloween yes and halloween turns out to be a very eventful day yes not only does cassie really clean up the exterior of the house and make it really spooky for halloween mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um she has a little party inside with some treats and snacks it's actually really sweet it's much better than she passing all kids. the kids yeah. yeah but that did not Pan because out. the parents, of course, will not go against Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Mayor. Well, no. Mrs. Mayor in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but she does have a more intimate gathering with Brandon, Lori, um, Grandpa George. George. Jake comes in later. Walter's with, there all yeah, yeah. Jake comes in later with a surprise for Brandon. He brought Kyle along. You right. get to see Kyle's doing just fine with his grandma. Yeah. They're kind of buddy, but him and Brandon are buddy buddy now, which is really sweet. Um, and he even gives Cassie the amethyst and says let's not turn him into mm, a goat, goat. <laughs> yep. which of course cassie knew it was gonna happen yeah right. so um but meanwhile while they are all 
at the party, Jake uh, gets a call on his walkie-talkie from his partner, mm-hmm. Derek, that Cassie's shop has been vandalized and he's caught the thieves and to get down here as soon as you can. So right. Jake and Cassie go down to the station and who destroyed her shop but the mayor's sons. Um, both of which yeah. are very much like their mom. Yeah. Like and saying some nasty things. And yeah. Yes. Just they had spray song. painted. They had thrown things through the back mm-hmm. yeah. windows uh, and, and ruined. I, I mean, glasses all over. Yes, yeah. they have vandalized yes. literally the yeah. shop. And thank goodness yeah. Derek caught them. Yeah, yeah. But, but Madam Mayor, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Mayor Mrs. comes Mayor. in none the happier that her sons. Yeah, yeah, have been treated as common criminals. I know. Yes. she's very protective of them, and even the mayor kind of recognizes just how far. His sons yeah. went this time because they will be ch- they will be charged. They could with, be. Yeah, they could be. And they, yeah. them, they will be naturally. Cassie being who she is, she yes. drops the charges. She doesn't want them to face any consequences for yeah. it. She at this point has kind of felt like for a while that maybe Middleton isn't where she belongs. Right. Mm-hmm. She says she's very tired. She shares with Jake that she's very tired of people not necessarily respecting or accepting who she is. So mm-hmm. she feels like she this was not the sign. She thought she's going to move on, right. but. Jake, of course, is listing some of the reasons she should stay, her business, the house, her relationships that mm-hmm. she's building here, and basically says, give it time, the town will come around. And I think seeing the interaction of the mayor recognizing this is going too far, like, Cassie's done nothing. He even admits, like, I'm going to have, like, the boys clean up your shop. Like, this was totally right. in the wrong. You did not deserve this right. at all. And so she decides, I'm going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Naturally says to Mrs. Mayor, not a, not a word out of you. That's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what Tom said to his wife. Yep, yes. Tom does. So he's, yes. he's had it with Martha. He has. Which is very good. So then, of course, we we, we see end. that Cassie will be staying. We see yes. everybody, not just the two boys who yes. did the vandalism, but others. The, the whole the whole town's coming together. Coming in yes. to help her clean it up. And mm-hmm. So... Um, All is well that ends well. Yes. And shockingly, towards the end, when they go into the shop and they find there's glass all over, Jake happens to see yep. in the corner of the shop the broomstick that looks disturbing, like like a oh, standard yeah. witch's broomstick mm-hmm. that he had seen in her house not that long ago before they made that trip to the police mm-hmm. station and then to her shop. So he's a bit perplexed on how that gets there. And she's just yeah. like, well, huh. sometimes things just appear when you need them. Right. And they share a uh, slow motion, a weirdly like slow motion kiss that <coughs> like cinema. probably just slightly above the kiss from Welcome to Mamas, but not by much. Yeah, not so by much. Still on the low end of the smooth. It wasn't scene. cringy. It was just like what's yeah. happening. Low end and slow mo, but he's like, yeah. "Are you a witch?" Yeah, and, yeah. And then she's yeah. oddly like, she's "Kiss like, me, silly." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kiss me, much. silly. And of course, then they focus in on her face, yes. smiling mm, yes. away, and that's. That is the odd end to the movie. But of course we'll just touch on some of our elements real quick. What what do we think? Very very two thousands fashion. Very two thousands. Very uh the children were the girls were dressed and limited too. For sure. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I loved it. But we did get to see the evolution of Cassie's style. Colleen, I definitely noticed going from the TV show, of course. Like I know yeah. Yeah, because in the beginning I was like, what is she wearing? She kinda wore these shirts that looked like she just slept in them. Oh, I know it was the fabric and the style, yes. the crinkle fabric that was very 
you know, up, up and coming in the 2000s. But I was like, why is your, why is your shirt wrinkled? <laughs> so, but yes, she moves on to more of her like blouses. Um, um, definitely the blue collar scheme yeah. that we see a lot. The, in the blazers. Show. Yes, the blazers. Exactly. So we do yes. get to see the evolution there. But mom, as a first time watcher, impressions. Really, I mean, from a style perspective, really like that. Uh, her hair, adorable. I did like when yes. she did a little curling with it. Kind yes. of, you know, did to, that to be the makeup for Halloween or great makeup. Really. Perfect. I mean, she definitely had the times when it was mm-hmm. yes. toned down. Yes. And like just the plain lip right. gloss yes. type of look. 100%. And then she had the ones where it was a little more bright or a little more, yeah. more on the makeup side. Her lip gloss so. was always beautiful. Yes. No matter what yeah. look it was. City, it was just... I mean, like the city props, everything looked good there. Yeah. And the gray house, when it looked bad, I mean, that's kind of fakeish. That was yeah. obviously yeah. even, yeah, even the kids yeah. going by it, you know, then they focus over on it. It's like all you saw was the gates or whatever, friends. And yeah. Yeah. So that was very, and then the full moon by it, very that that wasn't so good you could tell that they they saved money there yes but the yes. town itself so the setting i think the chemistry part wow between jake yeah. and yeah, it, cassie it went quick it went but pretty good i mean they were attracted to each other from the beginning they yeah. had an attraction to each definitely. other definitely there was a spark right yeah because even the, even um you know of course when jake and Martha are kind of coming into the gray house. They think no one's necessarily living there. Right. They come across Cassie, who, of course, they learned had the deed. Um, you know, Martha's being very accusatory because she's like, as a new homeowner, like, what are you going to do with the house? And we right. have standards here in Middleton. Mm-hmm. And Jake's just kind of like, let's not bother her. Like, he, you can it's tell from the beginning, he, he's feeling protective of her. He's caring for her right. initially. And right. that's definitely right. the relationship they generally have. It, sound, it seems like, at least from the first movie, they are very caring of one another. Right. Great character support from Derek to George mm-hmm. to love Walter. Derek. You got to love the Marthas of the world because they're all over the place, obviously. <laughs> Our betrayal in this movie, pretty... Pretty severe with yeah. the whole tensions between Martha and Cassie. Um, even though it is very one-sided, it's well, just having the whole town against. Yeah, her, yeah. It, it was it was pretty upsetting well, to watch. Was yeah, pretty much the victim. Yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. runner out of town and not yeah, for any really valid no. reason other than she just didn't like her. Yeah. She was different. The difference, yeah. yeah. Or because yeah. the rest, I mean, with the bullying. And yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. That that, that yeah. resolves very nicely. Yeah, it it's very it very good witch. Yes. Very very good very full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Issue, which well, we will have to find out a little bit. But before we go for this particular mm-hmm. movie, we are of course going to do our golden rating. So if you've been a longtime listener, you already know of our sweet Nala Mama, uh, who, who is could not be with us. No, she will probably come on another excursion. Mm-hmm. But right now, she is not with us at the Airbnb. No, but she likes to express herself and make her thoughts known by a woo wooing. So that is how we will rate each yeah. movie. Uh, one to five. One is the worst movie. Five is the best. Mm-hmm. I gave this a solid three. Okay. I thought I had a good setup, especially for those who haven't seen the show yet. Yeah. It, it kind of starts to outline the plot and you get more of the backstory on the characters. So for sure. it could have probably done a little bit more. I thought it could have been a little longer to go in depth. Yeah. But, you know, it was still good. For me, three and a half. I'm coming in with no Good Witch series, background or anything. If I try to hold it, the problem with me was trying, I know there's other movies. Obviously, we're here. Mm -hmm. We're going to be going through all the movies. Yes. So, it's half of them this time. So, it's (laughs) it's a little difficult because you're waiting. You're kind of like waiting. You're waiting out looking what's going to happen next. But from setting setting it as just a standalone movie to me, 
all the key hallmark. Yeah, I, I will say took it took it further because we didn't go through one of the plot thing, lines where Cassie was helping another fellow female. There are themes within that are a little more adult. Yeah, they're a little more adult than a hallmark one. So that that kind of was that's true. That that adds true. a point five to me because it, they went to a depth that typically yeah, hallmark does not go to. Yeah, everything else though from you know the characters and are right on time. Very much so. I actually also gave it three point five. <laughs> I thought it was very different than what I was expecting mm -hmm. coming from the TV show. Um, I was shocked at how quickly it moved along, um, not just between Cassie and Jake, but just the plot in general. It was mm -hmm. very, you know, right from the start, you're meeting Cassie, you're meeting the quote town drunk, you're getting all these connections right. made. It was very quick. So I did appreciate the pacing of it. I thought they tackled a lot in an hour and a half. I do agree with Colleen. I, I wish it was a little bit longer because yeah. I feel like they could have spent a little bit more time on some of those elements, but... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So yes, I would agree. 3.5. Mostly all around. Yep, mostly. <laughs> but we will be back um, in just a moment to review the next movie. Until then. Uh, ciao. Trust. And we're back. So now we have watched The Good Witch's Garden. So movie the, number two. Mm, movie number two, who I give credit to in this one, just to continue with the list of actors and actresses, is um, Catherine Disher is who plays Martha yes. Tinsdale. So Classic. there's your little fun fact for the cast. Um, yeah, so we'll just kind of overview the plot here real quick in the good witch's garden we're looking at about a year later so we have um at the beginning a beautiful garden growing mm. lots of times taken in the intro yes zooming in on the different plants within the garden absolutely beautiful huge variation we found that later from cassie there's 83 yep, different plants varieties. in there and i believe it and the key is it's fall so we see the beautiful flowers but we see the falling leaves it's it's fall time it is definitely the time that things should not be growing and so of course martha our dear friend enters into this garden area yeah we begin, with a friend. we begin boldly boldly going where no woman should go because it's not her property opens up the gate comes on in and she's looking to see how can this be happening again we get into her theory about the witch and you know things are very strange here these plants should not be growing they should be dormant this isn't the growing season there's something she's doing we have a preview of something that we'll talk about later which is where martha one of the uh climbing vines or uh in the garden trips her up supposedly so from that point, Sally. Kiddos are helping her out with gardening as well as George. Colleen and I already knew from the TV show that George had a bit of a green thumb. So it was kind of cool to see the origination there. We found out his wife did. Cassie starts with her tricks already. Colleen, where does she send George off to? So she of course sends George off to the nursery to go figure out what these pests were on a certain yeah. plant of hers. And he interrupts the garden club meeting. Oh. All women. All um, women around his it. age. So, um, and of course, the plant that Cassie took, or had him take, was one of her... Cross a, very, a very rare... Hybrid. Yes, hybrid, yes, yes. That she created. And so when he gives it to the garden club to look at, they are amazed. They ask, did he do this? Right. This is beautiful. And so everyone now thinks that George is, you know, a garden master. Mm -hmm. Which is not a lie. No. But 
but maybe makes a bit more. So we see how Cassie starts her good witch works mm -hmm. with George and how George meets and the lady that is presiding over is Gwen. Yeah. And so I think we'll get a bit more into how he gets involved with Gwen. And then we also are introduced to the fact that Brandon has a new group of friends mm. and they're probably not the best friends that you should have as far as influence. And Lori's situation is being partnered with, uh, I'm sorry, a, a fellow student for a history project. She's got a lot of other homework with history project. This is the bicentennial 200 mm -hmm. year celebration for Middleton. One note that I need to make most importantly is that Isis, the cat, is still in the picture. Yes, ma'am. And Cassie put a gorgeous crystal collar on her. It's like a little night. necklace. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so precious. Should have gotten it for Liddy. Liddy um, would never. We tried to do well, a collar when yeah. she was baby. She couldn't walk. Shot. You know. But Just, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I can't walk with this around me, Nick. Of course, you know, Brandon is not really opening up to anyone about his new group of friends, but Cassie being the good witch can pick up on it, um, and she gives him a enchanted object, a mirror, and encourages him to just look at himself and that the answers will come to him about mm -hmm. what he should do with his friend group. Whereas Lori, being the more extroverted and other-oriented person, does seek Cassie out, mm -hmm. out for help with her current situation. She wants Cassie to do a spell to make Jess, which is her partner, do her mm -hmm. homework. Because she every time that Jess comes over to get started on the project, she just leaves abruptly and says that she has to feed her fish. I know. Of course, Cassie knows that there must be something else going on here, so she actually gives Lori an object and says that it should help with their project. Um, I don't even know how to begin to describe this object. It was it was later revealed to be a, a dibble, right? Dibble? I think they call it a dibble. A dibble. Yeah. yeah. George knows about it yeah, because it's a very old-fashioned thing. George knows so it's made of wood, sort of almost like a stake, but a, a, a circular, more of a thicker stake, almost like a spindle-type thing, but but mm -hmm. short, not not long. As George is revealing more details, it starts giving them down the path of gardening, which of course at this point, speaking of gardening, our gardening ladies are trying to mm. take over George's heart, leaving him food, leaving him phone messages. Gwen even comes over at one point because I think she's trying to cultivate the romance. Gwen and came is, over to tell him what, well, what also that this to let him Australian know. Australian aphid was mm -hmm. what was mm -hmm. on there. She did really have a real purpose other, yeah. Than, yeah, but other than I I think it was dual purpose. Yeah, so I don't it, think it, it was, but poor Gwen was a bit overwhelmed by all the messages and all the people, yes. all yes. women calling George during this time. Exactly. Even but Mr. Popular. Colleen, what do we figure out when we're doing some digging about gardening supplies with Lori and Jess? At the library, when they're doing their research for their history project of historical gardening, um, Jess is just feeling a little bit, I think, uneasy, and she turns to Lori, and she's like, you know, I need to tell you something I've never told anyone, and Lori's like, girl, spill the tea, what's going on? <laughs> and we find out, unfortunately, that Jess cannot read, or she at least has a very, Difficulty. very difficult time yeah. with it, so... Which is surprising because they have to be in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Colleen so, was astounded she made it this far. She did. Because indeed, she, the, the thing that really triggered it too for Jess was that um, the, the dibble that they have, uh, it has writing on it. Right. So, of course, Lori can read it. Lori's like, oh, you know, read this. You know, because she's trying to show her, oh, look, it's got, it's got writing on it. And there's no just 
can't read it. So basically, the writing on it is this saved, saved my, my life. life. Saved yeah. my life, 1816. So Jess is really very interested in yeah. history and wants to dig into well, what happened in 1816 because then Lori, of course, is reading well, what happened about the weather. What they had mm. a really bad snowstorm. So they're trying to piece together. Oh, what happened is. And this tool, what it does is it's just to dig to put seeds in the ground. Yeah. So basically, they use that to plant a garden. Right. Because they had the garden, they had their own food. Because they had the food, they lived through the bad winter. Voila, on the tie to the bicentennial <laughs> and to the project. And in the meantime, we have also, towards the beginning, actually the introduction of a, of a, a character who slimes his way into okay because, you have my bed yeah. and you have my uh, perspective on him but yeah yeah so cassie decides to uh open gray house as a bed and breakfast to kind of help with her bills and her first guest is somebody named nick Jason never trust no him. and already he just has this kind of dark demeanor to him like Very mysterious He's and looking at the newspaper because there's a picture of yeah. her with the gray house and she's yeah. the new owner mm -hmm. and and he's looking very yeah yeah plotting possessive peculiar. and plotting peculiar that's the word so um, after his stay he kind of starts befriending everyone in the town definitely manipulating them telling them what they want to hear yeah. showing up at the town meeting to start planning this bicentennial party and befriending Miss Martha oh, being Martha. like mm, Cassie what yeah. do we really think about her and she's like mm. oh, you clearly have good taste <laughs> yeah and, those yes. are some funny scenes they were <laughs> it, it, it definitely brought out yeah. Martha promising the big fire works that would mm -hmm. be at the end because he could get them cheaper because he's in the know and has the connections. But most importantly, yes. he is trying to disrupt Jake's trust in Cassie and, and Cassie's, and Cassie's and trust in Jake. Yes. So, yes. of course, he's driving yes. a wedge between them because Jake, being more worldly, sees Nick as someone who's threatening, as someone who has plot holes in what mm -hmm. they're saying, and eventually when Nick decides to to evict Cassie, claiming he had the correct rights to the Grey House. That is kind of where we find our betrayal. Jake is really not trusting Cassie, and Cassie is saying, well, it's because you've been taught to expect the worst in everyone right. since your wife died, and all these things, and there's some bitter feelings exchanged. Bit of an <laughs> and, argument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to go back a teensy bit, yeah. why does um, Nick think he has rights to the Grey House? Ties in mm -hmm. with movie one about the little love yeah. story she right. talked about with the sea captain and the Grey Lady. And he's saying, I'm a direct descendant of the sea captain. Captain Hamblin. Yes, Captain Hamblin. And he forged all these documents to make it look like yes. um, the Grey Lady essentially stole the house and was a squat her, Mr. Moo. So she Moo. was. A, she stole. Yeah. She lied. She appropriated the property, mm -hmm. and that made Cassie wrong then because Cassie had the deed, and really that deed meant nothing. And to make things worse, then they spin it and they find out that really um, Elizabeth Merriwick was not married yeah, to Captain, to Captain. Hamblin. Mm -hmm. They were just lovers, yes. supposedly. So like now it's actually, yeah, Martha's in her, like a common Martha's in, in her zenith. Um, Nick is ingratiating uh, himself around town to those that he needs to and isolating the others, putting in the fraction between people. And in between we have all this wonderful 
soap opera music and i would say classic soap absolutely opera music, seriously and so basically as we go back so, so as nick is is weaving this tale and getting these documents that prove that he is the owner of course now poor cassie and and she has is very altruistic yeah. very believing and trusting in people but now she realizes she has to pack up everything they had one of the best sequence scenes mm -hmm. of the unpacking of what the parlor room mm -hmm. i guess it would be yes where just um time elapsed photos of mm -hmm. the packing of the process, packing process yeah. and just closing everything up for her what She's, do you call that when you like bring someone into the scene gradually because that was actually kind of a cool cinematic technique. Yeah, they did. But by, by like the, they by the basically like phased her yeah, in right. by the end of the packing process. Almost like Gosh. she apparated. Almost like she apparated. Yeah, like she was, definitely she, witchy vibes. Yeah, witchy vibes. Extremely witchy vibes. There's a very touching scene where George, Jake, and the kiddos come over for dinner. Manicotti. Yep, yeah. brought Manicotti from yeah. one of George's uh, many... Callers. Yes, callers. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, Brandon and Lori are distraught that she's going to leave Grey House. Brandon also has received the gauntlet from his new friend group that if he's to join in with them, mm -hmm. he has to destroy the Bicentennial. So now he's like, oh, I guess my plans are shot. It almost seemed like they weren't a game, but they weren't yeah. trying to, like, tell about it. He had to be like, where you're out. Yeah. Like, like when do really we in? Yeah. Yeah. Or or they'll take him out. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a, there was some, that's some big bullies in Middle yeah. Town. And the Bicentennial Garden Party itself is being held at, at Grey House, House yes. by, hosted by Cassie. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Brandon doesn't want no. to harm Cassie or harm no. the garden that he's been working in. Mm -hmm. um, and got paid, by the way. Yeah. Yes, the kids got paid, dollars. not a lot, but something, you know, something, something. This is the second situation of Brandon with the bullies. This is, you know, another occurrence of Lori and um, kind of working through with, with some of her issues there. And we have, of course, now Jake and Cassie a bit disconnected from each other because, as Jake had said, we, we just look at things differently. We have a different view of life. He's been a policeman also for 18 years, so it's not just the death of his wife, but it's also just how he's got to be trained to not always yeah. trust what people tell him because... He's a cop for 18 years. That's right. And so as everything builds and Jake does say to Cassie, we will fight this and we will find out, he is sending um, all the documents and everything off to have them really scrutinized. Are they valid? Are they real? And Lori is in the historical library with her friend Jess looking up more and more information to finish up that project and mm -hmm. lo and behold she finds behind some bookshelf she kept digging flat behind just digging digging this small thin book mm -hmm. called the gray lady and the cap or, the or, captain and the gray lady, lady. okay i wasn't sure talking stories by elizabeth herself elizabeth merriwick and and they went to this wonderful this culminates into going to the coffee shop which they have gone to several times in this episode yes. that's the first time and i will say i love the vibes of the oh place. it's beautiful it, it is it's, it's decorated it's it, it looks mm -hmm. nice quaint looks very comfy cozy. comfy cozy so in as as jake is saying to cassie i now have the proof these were forged mm -hmm. these were aged by different chemicals, chemicals to look like they were old but they weren't and and Lori comes in with Jess and says, oh, we found this book. And, of course, maybe this will help you. As Cassie goes through the book, she realizes, oh, this is all fiction. Mm -hmm. This whole thing mm -hmm. of the captain and the gray lady was fiction. 
So there was or no. Or so it seems. There yeah. was no captain. There's really no hard evidence that this did or did not happen. At least they say there wasn't, which means Nick cannot be the descendant of Captain Hamblin, which he kept claiming and which Jake could never find in any genealogy search mm-hmm. that he did. Which I do want to do, say this one thing. How did he know everything about Cassie? Cause that I, was what, like that was never addressed, but it is yeah. interesting he because it wasn't like they put that whole stuff in the paper article no, about her taking over. No, the fact her name is not. If he had, he had to go back and look up Sue Ellen. Brock yeah, but how would he have known right? that? He wouldn't have known yeah. that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I. So it, I agree. Yeah, definitely a shady character. We don't even still know everything about. Yeah, him very shady. And then exposed at the end the fact that he had several names and had been doing this throughout the whole state. He's yeah. going yes. in, finding out information, claiming then that he's the rightful owner, getting the people out of, the, out of their property and selling it to make a lot of money. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. He mm-hmm. did the gray house up for sale. Once Jake has presented the that the documents were forged to Cassie, they of course interestingly decide to confront him in his own home. <laughs> They walk in without knocking on the door or anything, both Cassie and Jake. And he's sitting in the little garden room. With his little robe. With his little robe on. And they're saying basically that they have some evidence that Cassie is actually the rightful owner and he's the one who's faking the documents. Well, they bring him into, he invites them into the parlor. And now he's sitting close to the Veritas plant, which Cassie references in the beginning because Veritas is Latin for truth. So allegedly when you sit by it, you have to tell the truth. And... Jake explains how the chemical, or yeah, like the chemicals were used to age the documents. Everything was forged based mm-hmm. off the tax documents that he was able to acquire from the historical yeah. society. Suddenly, you know, Nick's like, well, if you're going to arrest me, I have the right to get changed. Cassie, of course, being Cassie, lets him go get changed. And he's trying to sneak off. But instead... Some of the creepers that are along the house that trip Martha up in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie are actually seemingly actively going after Nick. So mm-hmm. they're tripping him up. They, he scratches up his face a little bit from hitting the side of the house. Because the boys were dramatic. getting him. It was very dramatic. And, of course, Cassie's there. He's saying that she won't be able to stop him. He's been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, he's... And, um... Except Jake's behind him. Right. With the handcuffs. The handcuffs. Right. To get him arrested. So Nick is now behind bars. Now we are good to move on with our bicentennial garden party, which Martha was distraught to have canceled for Mm -hmm. a moment. Now we are back on because Cassie is going to host the garden centennial. Mm -hmm. Um, Fireworks have been ordered thanks to the lovely citizens of Middleton. They donated money to make sure that that can happen. But Brandon is not out of the woods yet, Colleen. At the bicentennial bicentennial party, um, he somehow meets up in the back of the garden with his two bad news bears friends. Bad news bears. And his friends want to go ahead and set off firecrackers in the air while everyone's dancing. And Brandon's like, well, what if everyone gets hurt? And they're like, it'll be funny. And then that's when um, the mirror that Cassie gave him falls out of his pocket and he takes a good long look at himself mm-hmm. and he stands, starts to stand up to the bullies and being yes. like, you know, no, because they were bashing his dad. Mm-hmm. He's like, right. no, my dad's a good dad and I'm a good kid and blah, 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 blah. And then the bullies are like, fine, we're going to take you out then. And that's when Cassie shows up as always. Shut down. And she's like, oh, I see you like firecrackers. Why don't you go ahead and help 
uh, that get the little ones and everyone ready for the fireworks show. You'll be the closest to the action. Right. It's a big responsibility. And so they go ahead and do it. And just like a magic hallmark moment, those two yeah. big nasty brute bullies say, oh yeah, yeah, we'll go yeah, do it. I think they were secretly scared of getting caught. She was basically saying, if you do this, I'm not going right. to yeah. spill right. that you're going to settle. You were yeah, going to like, mm-hmm. Then when we get to our get through our little Cassie speech, which she did actually have a touching speech. It was a beautiful speech. speech. She did. To the city of Middleton? Yes. She has Jess read her first paper, because we did learn that Jess is taking some special classes after school Mm -hmm. to get caught up on reading. So Jess reads out that they're to go to the South Lawn to get the best view of the fireworks. Yes. Jake asks Cassie to stay behind, and... This was... It was cute, but it was also like, ah. So they're standing back. They're watching him, assuming the fireworks starting, and he hands her a little box. And she opens the box, and what is it but an engagement ring? But all he does is he takes it out of the box. He doesn't say anything. No. He just pulls out the box, puts it on his finger. He's like, marry me? And she's like, of course. But I'm like, no going down on one knee. Yeah, no. There was nothing. But he he did the kind of trying to conjure the box up. So he yeah, yeah, that, was, that was true. That's kind of a little bit of a magic thing. Oh, yeah. what, what is this I have? And then yes. the box appears. Now that was kind of cute. That's yeah. true. It was kind of cute. But yes, and then they have their wonderful their big kiss moment. right by the fireworks in the background. And the fake fireworks Absolutely. in the background, like every you have to have you have to have some of those hallmark moments of the fake fireworks and that's our movie hallmarks and that's mm-hmm. where we end we've got the proposal yeah very out of the blue because obviously a, probably about 40 minutes of this movie was them not really being on good terms i know so. it's honestly felt really quick for him it to felt very quick i know it's movies and not episodes yeah but that's like, true that's true but even when she so. was gonna she was booted out of the house and said i'll just have to stay in the spot mm-hmm. above my shop he even said you know you could have a home with with me, Lori, Brandon, and George. Right. You know, so I mean, he is already kind of laying the land of I. And they do say I love you. They do. They do. They that do was big. In there. And I will say one of the favorite lines I had from um, Cassie during this is when Nick pretty much gets cotton and says, yeah. I, "I have to go change clothes first, right?" Her line is. Mm-hmm. Every man has the right to change. And that's very on brand for Cassie. Right. She always it says is. things right. that have multiple So meanings. you have to watch what the lines are. And, I, and that I like on the character development. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, so again, cool to have the fall vibes. Definitely yeah. clothes, makeup, everything really yeah. on par. Oh, and especially gross. Martha. Oh, my goodness. I know. The Our outfits she had in this one were even a step they up. Were. She had they were. a glittery dress on, which I've never oh, seen. Oh, at the Bicentennial. I was shocked. It's actually very nice. It does. Like it, it. it weirdly flattered it her. Did. It, it did. did. She still had a little sweater, of course. Yes. Oh, we're done it's for that yeah. kind of a you know, garden party. By oh, but that's still very nice. She's the mayor's wife. Yeah, Tom was there looking ever so proud. And I will say, this is really when you can see the the influence that Jake is having on Cassie, because I feel like in the first movie, she was very zesty, and now mm-hmm. she's kind of mellowing out a little bit. Right. And I think she's learning to, to how to, like, take roots in Middleton instead mm-hmm. of being so flighty, because before this point, she was moving everywhere, so. Right. And I, I do like, again, I do like the development of the characters. Mm-hmm. You are, it's nice to have a second part to this movie because yeah. they are continuing to especially the kids growing very rapidly having you know experiences that are helping them to grow in Cassie yeah. obviously and Jake 
supporting and George supporting a lot of that. So great community yeah. development too yeah. overall. And George and Gwen seem to be an item by the end of the movie. I, they so did we'll have have dance. We'll have to see. Cheek to cheek. But yes, let us move on to our golden rating for this one. You wanna get started? The golden rating that I would give the Good Witch's Garden is a three. Okay, three woos. It's a three woo woo, which is the middle of our one to five, folks, if you recall. I think just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it as a, yeah. as a movie and as an evolution, but there wasn't anything truly that wowed me. A lot of it, I thought, was almost really transparent. I mean, I kind of got the whole gist with Nick being slime from the time he came in. Mm. And, you know, it's like, this is boy number two situation with Brandon. Come on, can we move on to something else? I just, I don't know. I kind of stuttered a bit. So I've, I've moved from my 3.5 on the first one to a three. That's fair. Goodness, I would have to go with, I think, a three. Well, I do I thought about almost giving it a 2.5. Oh, oh, wow, okay. I just, I liked the first one better. Yeah. And I think this one just had some stuff to be desired with it. It felt like uh, they were like, oh, our first one did so well. Let's go ahead and make a second one. So I wasn't, it just felt like a weird forced continuation of the story mm -hmm. to me in a way. But, like, it was still cute. It was still good. It had all the good characters and all the good elements. But I'm hoping that it just doesn't feel so Forced in the next That's one. Fair. Interestingly enough, I went with the four woos. <laughs> I don't know if it's maybe because I took a nap after this one. That's fair. <laughs> but the things I liked about it is I feel like you get a lot more of Cassie's character, like character from the show in this one. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because I'm so attached to the show because I felt like this one. The, uh, followed that format a lot closer of like yeah. introducing stranger who you kind of doubt and then seeing how Cassie and the town handle it but I will agree like I think overall maybe not the most exciting movie to watch mm -hmm. I just personally I love the characters and I feel like no, I got more fair. of it in this one that's true there was good character development mm -hmm. so but we will have to watch the third one of course we'll get back to you very shortly with Be our right and unfortunately that was actually all that we got from the third movie recording we did i don't entirely know what happened but unfortunately the file appears to be corrupted and none of my tips and tricks seem to do much of a difference so you have post recording sally coming at you live to try to explain a little bit about the third movie so uh, mom colleen and i actually quite enjoyed this one because it does take place over christmas um, Colleen and I, being avid TV show watchers only in the third season, have not seen Christmas come to Goodwitch yet, so this was a special treat for us. And combining our favorite element of Christmas with our other favorite elements of wedding. So Cassie and Jake do get married. It is actually a pretty uh, abrupt marriage ceremony, I would say, since they decide to plan the wedding in six days. We have our usual mess of a household where everyone seems to be having something going on. If you want to know more about that, for sure, check out the third movie because, again, like I said, we really enjoyed it. 
We gave it 3.5 woos all around. Um, so that, you know, indicates pretty clearly that we felt strongly for this movie. So yeah, please watch it if you are interested. Again, we do apologize for these technical difficulties. If I could take it all back, I would. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there just wasn't much I could do. But please stay tuned because in just a few moments, we will cover the fourth movie, which will be our final one that we cover in this episode. We understand that this is a bit of a longer one, so maybe it is a good thing that our third movie got deleted. But again, we really appreciate you listening and for understanding all of the technical difficulties we face, especially since we are not gurus when it comes to recording. Um, I'm actually surprised it took this long for a mistake to occur. But until next segment, cheers! watched good which is family the person that we're giving props to this time um actually we're giving props to two mm-hmm. so of course we have our new character abigail Pershing, who's played by sarah power mm-hmm. and then i also wanted to give credit to Lori, who's hannah endicott endicott douglas so there you go there we go we love to see it Fishbound box. she had a long name wanted to yeah. include it But yeah, let's just take you a little bit through a quick version of the plot. So first of all, we open on um, Derek, and his hair is a no. Yeah, it's too much gel. (laughs) Too much gel. He tried. I I guess it would be on brand for the like 2010s era. Yeah, that's fair. But still, his girlfriend Betty moved away. He's on the prowl again. He's Mm -hmm. got to look the prowl, Mr. Handsome, there with his hair. But we know now that Tom's term as mayor is coming to an end after 12 years yes and he is trying to push through one last legacy piece which is the, the annex. annex yeah an, mm-hmm. uh, an, an, an annexation bridge yes. yeah of mm-hmm. some kind which yes. he's seeing as kind of like his momentous goodbye well cassie and actually also martha mm-hmm. are against the annexation because they feel like middleton doesn't need it mm-hmm. they want to keep it that small town vibe yeah, not the charm to, keep, yeah yeah yeah, so there's kind of some tension going on there, but of course, as always, we have to kind of walk through our characters. So first thing I want to say, when, when Cassie gets home, she reveals her new sitting room, which Colleen... Gorgeous. It's kind of galaxy yes. you know, lots of crystals, lots of just nice low lighting, yes. relaxing jewel tones... Very oh, it was so. gorgeous. I'd nap there. I would nap there, too. I would nap and there. it is in their new house. Yes, yes new they house. got a brand new house, which so felt unneeded. Newlyweds had mm-hmm. his house, they have the gray house, but yeah. they bought a new house that's their family house. Yes. And the kids a aged, lot going on. like, oh five years I overnight. I really wanted to yes. say that. Yeah. Because Talk if you look, it. so this is our fourth, yes. this is our quad mm-hmm. movie for the Airbnb getaway weekend, <laughs> and... These kids from the beginning, like I said, what were they? We thought they were nine and eleven or something yeah. like that to begin with. Yeah, we with. thought thir- twelve and about like nine, yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, and then this movie, they're almost sixteen. Lori's turning sixteen. Yes, and we know that Brandon's it's getting ready to go. So he's seventeen or yeah. eighteen. And, Which is and they clearly have matured, folks. Yeah, this is yes. like not. But I would not say that the actors 
an actress's look the age they're supposed to be. Like, I don't think Lauren that's looks fair. like a, uh, on the brink of 16. No, that's fair. <laughs> I would honestly say, if I were to guess, that Brandon looks... I think Brandon looks about 16. He, he I would go does. with that. He probably does. And then I would say Lori, 13? Yeah. About? Her voice is still very yeah. much... Yes. High is, is yeah. not settled is yet. True. Like, yeah. it's a little bit of a stretch for mm-hmm. us to believe that right. Lori's right. about to celebrate her sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But... Um, we open the movie actually on our mysterious character who looks an awful lot like Cassie from mm-hmm. the back. Yes. Um, yes. Her landlord is coming to let her know that they are evicting her because she has only paid one month of rent so far oh, for God. her whole How lease? long has she been there? I That's know, the question. It's not quite clear, but obviously it's, yeah. it's, you're led to believe that quite a few months have passed without right. her paying anything. Right. And um, this Cassie lookalike uh, does some voodoo and on Mr. Levine or yeah, yeah. and suddenly he is experiencing what he intestinal to be. distress. Yes, so we know she's kind of also magical, but mm-hmm. maybe just not on the same level as Cassie. Yeah, um, but not towards the good side. Yeah, not towards the good side. She reveals that she now knows she has some family members she wasn't aware of, mm-hmm. and we cut back to Lori, who is finally giving. Um, Cassie and Jake their wedding present which is a family tree that she has made online well Lori also reveals that Cassie and Abigail are cousins Mm -hmm. so of course Cassie wants Abigail to come over to meet her because she has family she wasn't aware of and she believes that family and Abigail connected through Lori online Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so not through Cassie (laughs) which was interesting so, yeah, they've got a, a new relative, the witch's family, yes. mm-hmm. has come to... And, and Brandon is trying to apply to college. We, we mentioned that. He wants to be a musician. Yes. So he's looking to get into some kind of elite music college, and he's working with a friend, Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, never trust a Wes. Never no. trust a Wes. And but Wes, Wes. But Wes, Wes, Wes. <laughs> Wes thinks that he is... Mr. Stud, to say the uh, least. He really right. does. He's moving on to a new girl every uh, each and every right. day. Each one's a new inspiration yeah. from the words that he writes to a song. It was, yes. you know, somebody yesterday, Tiffany today. And then in walks Lori during mm-hmm. one of the times that they are working on their songs and, and practicing. And Lori's very attracted to Wes. Mm-hmm. So now we have Brandon applying to college. Lori turning 16 and being interested in boys. New house for Jake and... And Cassie and, and new cousin on the and a new cousin on the horizon. The family is getting busy mm-hmm. for sure. But of course, Brandon is not a fan of Lori and Wes's relationship. No. Right. So enter our conflict. <laughs> one of them. Yes, one of them. One of them. So Abigail does pop on down. She is very much a shady character. Yeah. She's kind of poking around the house. Mm-hmm. Actually, she picks up on the annexation um, tension between mm-hmm. Cassie and Jake and tries to even... We need to back oh. for a minute because since uh, Mayor Tinsdale is about yes. to leave his term through their little community board, everyone has now elected that Cassie should run yes, for mayor. Yes, that's true. So. Yes. And she's obviously running on an anti-annexation mm-hmm. platform. Right. But Jake is... A little bit in favor of the annexation because, as current Mayor Tinsdale mm-hmm. points out, it would expand the police department. Yes. It would they basically would reap some rewards from yes. the annexation. Yes, and, and that appeals to Jake because obviously they're newlyweds. Really appeals to, to Derek because Derek's yes. thinking, oh, I, yeah. I don't have to Derek, be the second yeah. in charge anymore. Yeah. That means I'm right. going to move on up. Yep. Yes, exactly. So yes. 
that's kind of Abigail picks up on that very readily, yeah. tries to kind of drive that wedge between Jake and Cassie by pitting them against each other on their ideas of the annexation. Of course, since Cassie is more of the understanding type, doesn't necessarily pan out the way Abigail wants it to because mm -hmm. uh, Cassie is actually willing to listen to both sides. Unwilling to listen to both sides, however, <laughs> it's, our lovely, it's our lovely Martha. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Colleen, you want to walk us through? So Martha is just appalled that uh, her husband would let this annexation go through, that it would even be a thought, mm -hmm. because their town is so small and charming, and that's what they want to keep. So she will not listen to Tom about his ideas. She's really doing a one-sided argument here. And their marriage kind of starts to take a toll on that, because um, at one point she shows up, to Cassie's house with her bags packed, and all she goes is, I've left Tom! <laughs> I, was about, Martha I know it was, though. I'm like, after 26 years, you're like, no. <laughs> so, uh, the drama. Yes, of course, <clears throat> Cassie is having to navigate all these challenges with the added challenge that Abigail is continuing to stir the pot in the town. Um, that seems to be where her magic lies, kind of more mischievous. Yes. More, um, as she puts it, she wants to have people get what's coming to them instead of Cassie, who gently tries to guide them the way that they should be going. Mm -hmm. So what was <laughs> Abigail trying to guide with Lori? Yes. So we did get our little moment. Yeah, so bad news bears. Bad news bears. So um, Abigail is basically saying that, you know, um, you're turning 16. Are there any little, like boys that you're interested in? She's like, yeah, but, um, you know, Cassie said, I'll know if it's right. And right. she's like, well, I think what Cassie would really want is for you to be happy on your 16th mm -hmm. birthday. And she gives um, Lori this oil, perfume, potion, and a potion vial thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and she said, just dab this right behind your ears before you see him next time, and, you know, he'll fall into your spell. He has to get very close to her. Yes, you do have to get very close. <laughs> Which is interesting, because this almost continues to beg the question of, is what Cassie and Abigail are doing, is it really magic? Because yes. it's like, you know, is that almost like a placebo? Like you believe that you're going to be more attractive, so mm -hmm. you act in more attractive ways, you act more confidently. I would agree. Yeah, yeah like it, it, it does beg the question because she, right. Lori does dab it behind her ears. And like She says there's in. no smell. She, right, she, yes. Yeah. She does note that there is nothing going on right. there. Could be pheromones, though. Yeah, I did, I did note that. Did you? Okay. Yes, because... I would be remiss. I would be remiss. <laughs> but, yes. but she knows this is going yeah. to drive a wedge between Lori and Brandon. Brandon, mm -hmm. because Brandon is already very uh, very clear that he doesn't want yes. Wes interested in his And even sister. Cassie and Lori, yeah. because obviously Cassie has tried right. to make Lori realize that like she doesn't You don't need no man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cassie's trying to steer her more down the direction of finding herself first, finding out what she wants, what she right. wants to go for, instead of just going for the yeah. first available guy that yeah. walks into your garage. Unheated. <laughs> Unheated. They bought a whole new house and couldn't. Mm -hmm. Yes, but as um, Lori's using this magic spell, quote unquote, that Abigail gave her, her and Wes are becoming closer. Um, and this is, of course, as Mom pointed out, driving a wedge between her and Brandon because Brandon's trying to write this song to get in the school. He's convinced that he cannot do this without Wes. Without Wes's lyrics, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, he feels like Lori doesn't care about what he's trying to go for either mm -hmm. and that she's just trying to, you know, woo Wes and that's all she cares about. Right. 
Right. Woo woo. <laughs> Cassie has given gifts, you know, along the way to people, yes. and that's mm-hmm. one way that she has them focus on something. I think, mm-hmm. as you're mentioning, Sally. Mm-hmm. So she's given a very special pen. Yes, good yeah. point. To Lori to write her feelings, her write thoughts. what she's thinking, yeah. right? Just mm-hmm. because she understands where she's at, turning 16, and it's a very tumultuous emotional time. A lot going on, a lot changing, and yeah. obviously they got a new house. They, yes, there's they've got a lot of changes, so a lot so, of yeah, stressors, a lot of a lot of that. So she's given her this wonderful pen. She gave to Derek a compass to help Derek because mm-hmm. he's kind of feeling again with the annexation. Yeah. He's being a little bit ambitious. Yeah, uh, he did mention his girlfriend's moved away, so he's kind of out of sorts as well. She gives him a compass and he's like, I have a GPS. And mm-hmm. she said, okay, but this compass is for you. So in both, well, at least in that case, Abigail mm-hmm. kind of takes that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Abigail does what she does best and floats into town and seduces all the men. <laughs> seduces all the men. <laughs> and uh, she when you actually, wait, what? I said, when you think about it. it they they've all kissed each, each other. other. <laughs> Sorry. <Keep that> <laughs> But yes, um, she's trying to create drama. She changes Derek's compass so that now it's pointing him a different way. And Colleen, what does Derek decide to do? Because as of right now, it should be noted that Cassie is basically slated for mayor. Yeah, because she's she's right on the post. Yeah. Yeah. So now Derek decides, I'm going to run for mayor Mm -hmm. because I have good ideas too. Right. This will really kind of launch myself, you know, into what I want to do. So, and he's going to be pro-annexation. Yes, absolutely. He, I love Derek. He's so yeah, cute. Because he he's is. not trying to be, you know, a cutthroat competition. No, he even, like, wishes Cassie luck. Like, mm-hmm. he is very kind throughout yeah, this right. thing. But, of course, Abigail needs to create more drama. So yes. she asks Derek to write his speech on the back of an envelope. Just like Lincoln did. Just like Lincoln. Getting She's trying to, to point him in her direction. Mm-hmm. So... Um, in doing so, we come to find out that he loses the envelope. And he thinks that he locked it in his drawer. And of course, the only other people with, the only other person with a key is Jake. Well, Jake is already kind of falling on Mayor, current Mayor Tinsdale's unfavorable side. Yes. Because, according to Cassie, he wanted to dig a little deeper and see, like, what really is the other side of the annexation? Why might people not like mm-hmm, it? Right. So he goes to the site where this annexation bridge would be built. And he's quickly realizing there's a lot of sold signs around the area on different properties. And as he continues to dig around, the mayor is very harsh and says, I don't want you finding out any further information. Like, don't be trying to basically go behind my back. Like, he sees this as a threat. This is his legacy. You can't stop my legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, what do we have? The perfect storm where it looks like Jake stole... Derek's speech, he's poking around where he shouldn't be, even though it's on his own time, as he points yeah. out. He was not on the clock. Right. Right. He did this on his own. But he's found out that they're bringing in a mega mall. Mm-hmm. Yes. All that property is being... So once you do this bridge and you've annexed everything and it's all one big new community, mm-hmm. guess what happens to Middleton, which is exactly what Martha has said all along. Yes, because... Martha knew. Martha's protective yeah. of Middleton. Absolutely, because <laughs> when her husband originally took... Um, in office to be mayor, they really updated Main Street with yes. all their shops and kind of revamped everything. Fifteen so, or twelve years ago. Yeah, 12 years ago. yeah, twelve years ago. So if this mega mall comes in, no one's going to yeah. shop on Main Street exactly. anymore. Exactly, it'll fall so. into disrepair again. Mm-hmm. Right. But I will say, I did not see what happened to Jake coming because as much as he was kind of creating tensions, mm-hmm. um, Mayor Tinsdale got real mad and fired him after yes, eighteen years on the squad. <laughs> 
He is suddenly He's unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Gives him more time to focus on the family. Yes. Yeah. He's at Indeed. home now. And to help with the campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now there's a campaign since Patsy yes. is not unopposed. Right. Yes, Derek. And Martha is... To be noted, on Cassie's the campaign, campaign manager, she is the manager. Mm-hmm. Of course she would be. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we have many betrayals happening yes. left and right, right here. Up. We have a culmination of the Lori slash Wes slash Yes, let's situation. walk through that because that was intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing. Go ahead. Because Lori, well... Wes is, of course, interested in music, so Lori sees her opportunity and offers for him to look at her dad's YouTube album. That's rude. <laughs> Which Colleen Are they a Canadian that? band, though, aren't they? I thought they were English. Like, British. Hold on, British. because if they're Canadian, that just checks out. Colleen, what did it throw us back to in real life, for our lives? Does anyone else remember in, like, 2015 when YouTube, or, yeah, YouTube put their album on everyone's iPhone yes. and we couldn't get it off and it took up I storage? I just remembered it because I was... They're Irish! Oh, wow! I didn't see it coming! Oh, would approve! Get out. <laughs> yeah, the back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, George was barely George. in this one, yeah. Yeah, George was barely in this No, he one. basically was just like... Was he ever in it? I, I thought maybe was. we saw him at Greyhouse one time. We were not but, at no. Oh, that's right. No, so I don't think he was. He was off. Well, um... He's in Ireland. <laughs> so, of course, she entices Wes with these, this U2 album. She tries to bring him home <laughs> when it's just the two of them alone. Very... Got very eerie vibes, but of course... Very nothing, nothing too... But who was... Who was Twitter It wasn't yeah. Abby. Abigail is there, but of course she Up is not... special little meditation Sitting room. room. Yeah, but she's room. not going to say a word. She's doing her voodoo, trying to separate the <laughs> family. She did literally. Yeah, she literally like, did. Yeah. <laughs> voodoo dolls. And yes. Pushing them away from each other. Lori thinks they're alone. She's trying to show them the album, but... Cassie, when she was getting some pictures taken by Martha for the campaign, notices that Lori and Wes are kind of walking down the alley, mm-hmm. hand in hand, towards the house. So already, you know, her she witchy knows. senses are... Hey, oh, witchy girl. Hey, witchy girl. But, so okay. she... Martha's saying that she's losing sight of her priorities. She really needs to put everything into this campaign now that she's mm-hmm. not unopposed. And Cassie says, you know what? You're right. I did lose sight of my pro- priorities. And she walks on home. She's off. And she's off. Marches yes. back home. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Lori is frightened because she does not want to get caught with Wes right. in the house. Right. So, she's hiding Wes in her room, mm-hmm. hiding his coat in the closet. And Cassie comes back. And, of course, she's scrambling. Cassie's offering, did she offer to make tea? Tea, that's right. Hibiscus. Her her special blend. Her her (laughs) special blend. And she gets Wes to leave the house while Cassie's otherwise occupied in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and he says, meet me in the woods at 11. 11. And she goes, that's her Listen, I'm in bed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Yeah. But when they go to meet in the woods, Colleen, what's with Spook Magook. So they are in the woods and like deep in the woods too. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was just weird. Um, and they hear some rustling. They're assuming somebody's there and they start getting really spooked. So they go a run in and at first Wes is holding um, Lori's hand being right. like don't worry I've got you. Right. And real quick as the rustling continues he's like I'm out. Yeah. And he leaves her lost in the woods. Very and she's sad. Of course, and it's 11 o'clock at night. Yes. It's dark. It's cold. She's scared. Yeah, I would be too. Running. He's running ahead of her. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's a much more chicken than she is. He's yeah. a faster so yeah. yeah. And then of course Cassie finds her and yes. she's like I'm just so glad you're okay. She brings her home. They start talking and um, 
Lori realizes Wes is kind of a crappy guy yes. for doing that. <laughs> also for just having her break the rules right. like that. Like, yeah. He, yeah. he was very pressuring of her and things like that. So, right. um, Cassie actually foregoes her fundraiser mm-hmm. in favor of family night. Yes. And this is where you get to see kind of all the loose ends start to get tied right. up. When they're able to spend time together, you know, all the tensions kind of dissipate a little bit. Brandon is able to work things out with Lori. Um, he even goes into her room because who is he looking at for inspiration, Colleen? Oh, you too. <laughs> Why Did they get a sponsorship? <laughs> this was pre yeah. them putting the album on everyone's phone. They were yeah. trying to up their numbers. Yeah, they were like, don't worry, Hallmark. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we got it. But no, it is, it is very bizarre. But he goes in her room and he finds her diary where mm-hmm. she used Cassie's pen Special to write pen. out some of those feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the pen that she had thrown back at Cassie. Yes, yeah, yes. this stupid pen doesn't yeah. work. Right. Yes, but of course Cassie did not come and yell at Lori. She did not come and say, I told you so. She's very understanding and that's what appeals to Lori. So Lori has written in her diary something that Brandon says appears like lyrics. Because at this point mm-hmm. he has ditched Wes. He's not... He's mad at him. He's like, you basically ditched my sister in the woods. But Wes's story was, she was so scared, she ran off. Right. Yeah. Lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So very rude. Mm -hmm. But... You know, we start to see all the the people come back together. Brandon is now seeing Lori as a potential to write some lyrics for him. Mm-hmm. And Lori's encouraging him to write the lyrics on his own with the magic pen. Magic which, pen. again, is it really magic? Maybe. That's the question of Good it Witch. Is it real or is it... Yeah. to believe that you mm-hmm. can do this right. yourself. Right. Yes. So, Very nice. Um, then, of course, Martha and Tom have their coming together moment because Cassie actually has gotten to the point where she's making people do things for themselves a lot. So she asks Martha to grab a box and in the box is a little article of when Tom first became elected as mayor. Yes. And Cassie says, I never throw away a good thing, which of course sparks in Martha's mind, why would I throw away this marriage? Like, this is not worth it. And Cassie, of course, the whole time is saying that Martha is such a good listener. (laughs) Which we all know. Not necessarily the case, but... Correct. (laughs) It encourages Martha to actually hear Tom out. They have a really good heart-to-heart about how, you know, he's seeing this as his legacy. And that's why he finds it so threatening that they're trying not to make it happen. And she says, but look, this this has been our legacy. Look, where we started and where it is now, this is the legacy. So things are put into perspective. Very, very touching. Very touching. Uh, Which... Side note, for those of you who have seen the TV show, it's funny because Martha needs the exact same talk later on in yeah, the TV show she does. about her legacy because she's so flustered uh, and thinking she's left nothing behind. So it is just really funny to see this happen in the movie. She's very yeah. concerned about it. So it's funny that, you know, her husband goes through that years before mm-hmm. she does. Um, it's the campaign speech time yes. where Cassie and Derek, Derek, because he has recovered his speech. Right. Because what happened? It didn't get locked in there mm-hmm. or stolen by Jake, who was fired because of that, and also the doing his investigations right. into what's going on mm-hmm. in the annexing part of it. What happened to it? Somehow it, it got put as Jake cleans out everything. It's in Jake's mailbox, so the letter got mailed mm-hmm. and returned to them because it didn't have a stamp or something yeah. like that. The return is the point that it stayed right there yeah. and had been in that mail slot the whole time. Right. Pretty much. So they have their speeches. Cassie has a very touching speech. She does. Um, all about family and growing roots in a community. And of course, she brags to Derek later in a very uncassie like moment yeah. where she's like, you know, that wasn't even the speech I prepared. I just went so, with I what I felt right. Yeah. <laughs> really reminds 
reminding us of that vine. Oh, really? Good like, I But it was just like, oh, bro, just take the freaking coffee. But Derek, you know, he's very touched by, very moved by Cassie's speech. He's starting to realize because Jake has come forward with what the annexation truly means. He's like, you know what? I'm no longer going to really run because why would I run when I'm going to support your platform, Cassie? So Cassie is elected mayor with Martha Tinsdale right by her (coughs) side. Mostly unanimous vote. Mostly. want to know who was voting for Derek. (laughs) And who was voting not against Cassie? I just want to (laughs) know. But we have reached our... No, main Kenji moment did. with Abigail because of course things are not going the way Abigail wants them to. She's not driving the family apart. They've actually grown closer since right. some of her tricks. Right. And so she takes Cassie's precious trunk, antique trunk, with all of her family mo- memorabilia. Which is funny because... That's up in the sitting room with her. Before, in the previous movie, it was claimed that Cassie's wedding ring was the only thing yes. that she had. And now suddenly she has this whole trunk full of things. But... Don't I digress. Um, Abigail takes the trunk and is nowhere to be found. Yes. So Derek actually tries to use the compass, but he ends up using his logical skills because, you know, she has been doing this thing where she pays rent for a month and then waits till she basically gets kicked out. So he finds all the places that are up for rent and finds the one that, you know, just recently got snatched up. Mm-hmm. He goes there, finds Abigail. She's furious feels like okay mm-hmm. fine just arrest me whatever but that's not what Cassie had in mind because Cassie comes in right behind mm-hmm. Derek. Cassie is approaching Abigail and basically the truth comes out that Abigail is really upset with Cassie because I guess Abigail's mom who is Cassie's mom's sister that's how they're cousins mm-hmm. um reached out to Cassie's mom for help about something we don't really get to know what that thing was but of course what Abigail did not know is at this point, Cassie's mom was dead. So mm-hmm. their cries for help were unheard. Right. And Abigail feels, you know. I thought that Abigail's parents died as well. They Maybe, do. And they somebody do. And, and that's out to their, to Cassie's parents to take That Abigail. comes out later. Okay. Abigail, Abigail's parents reach out for help for whatever situation they're in. Whether due to the situation or not, Abigail's parents actually also die. So then right. Abigail, learning that she had this cousin, feels equally rebuffed because not only did they not get the reply for help but Cassie never came and got her right when her parents died right Cassie explains well I was in the foster care system I didn't even yeah. know about you until Lori and also, brought you I was just a yeah. child what am I right. yeah like, what was I supposed to do and my parents were killed yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so all this is coming out Abigail's realizing okay maybe I was holding grudges for things I shouldn't have held grudges about <laughs> and um of course, in a very Hallmark movie, Abigail's character does a full 180, and suddenly she's like, yes, the love of a family will save Jesus. all. And at the end of the movie, Abigail's off. And she says off. she has things to do, people to see, but she will be back to Middleton, she promises. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and we, everybody's reunited. Right, right, uh, right. Jake has his job back. Mm-hmm. Martha, Tom and Martha and Tom are reunited, and they leave the governor, or the... Uh, the mayor's office right. together staring back and remembering their history and everything but they move on and I guess Cassie will move in and that yes maybe the next one mm-hmm. but we'll we'll be seeing that later yes so just dangle that there real quick the only fashion note I feel like making because of course throughout the, these movies the fashion has been the same that's why right. we're not commenting on it every time but since we have our new character Abigail Colleen and I noted again from the TV show yeah. side of things, mm-hmm. Abigail's fashion is extremely different it's, in this movie. Yeah, it's very close to like Cassie's yes. almost. 
just kind of like the out there. Yeah. You might. Blowy, billowy. Yeah. <laughs> um, giving, what is it? Tropical trends vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But mom, the the last fashion note we'll make is mom did not appreciate Cassie's coat in this one. Well, it, it was different. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't quite sure how it was made. It, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre. The cut, <laughs> yeah, the cut and the layering of it just was you know, a bit strange, a bit strange. But that's. Overall, I think we hit all of the main points. Yes. Uh, Except for our conclusion at the end. What does Cassie reveal to (gasps) Jake? She's pregnant! I almost forgot about that. Yes, because the whole time throughout the movie, they're talking about expanding their family, what that could look like. Jake has a lot of hesitation because he's like, we have a lot going on. Of course, they got through Lori's Sweet 16 party. All was good. Brandon is revitalized without Wes. Lori's realizing she can do things without a man in her life. But then Jake says, you know what? Everything's feeling right again. Let's expand our family. And, and she's like, oh, that's a good thing because we're pregnant. I like how she waited to <laughs> yeah. tell him. Like, she, well, she hasn't even taken a test it yet. Yeah. She's just like, my witchy senses <laughs> tell me. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is his concern was she already had so much on her plate. Yes. This is after she's elected mayor, right. so she's still got the new home, the gray house, yeah, her, makes breakfast, wonder how she her own shop, yeah. and now she's the mayor, yep. and she's pregnant, and she's got an instant family Good already. luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Good exactly. luck, Charlie. One of our favorites. But let's quickly run through our woo-woo ratings for this last movie. So since I'm chatting, I'll get started. Um, I actually gave this a 3.5 woos. Again, I didn't hate it at all. Um, it just felt a little bit... This movie to me felt a little bit strangely paced compared to the mm-hmm. other movies. And I think just the chaotic, hectic vibes... I know it matches Abigail. I recognize yeah. it. But oh, as a viewer, my heart was racing a couple of times. I was going pit So that is why I knocked it down a little bit. I still think it's a solid movie. I still am loving the series. It's really filling in all the gaps from my knowledge. So that's good. For that alone, 3.5 woos. So I actually was right in tandem with Uh, you. 3.5 woos. It was good. I like that we are really doing a lot more character development. I don't know if I would feel the same if I didn't watch the show previously. I don't know if that doesn't help our viewer if it excuse it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nice to see Abigail come in and kind of get her true origin story. Because I always had questions about that. So it kind of started to put the pieces together. Okay. And my 3.5 just stays consistent with the 3.5 from the last one. Which is good. Which is gift. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they each had their own strength, but nothing, nothing enough to add that extra point five right. to me. Because again, development of the family, the crises for each member, the town itself, and how that's growing, the relationship of everybody. Abigail thrown in, um, not real thrilled with that. To oh, be okay, honest, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, from that character perspective. Um, but so I, I give it, I, I just stay consistent with it all. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. it across. Yep. Okay. Well, one thing that we have to get to, of course, we had to watch all our movies before mm-hmm. we decided on our quote. So our quote that you see is the title episode came actually from the second movie, which is The Good Witch's Garden. And it's something that Jake says um, after proposing to Cassie, which mm-hmm. is, 
I hope the magic never ends. This is true for all of us as we're creating this podcast, as we go to our Airbnb for our magical getaway, yes. and also very on par for Good Witch in general because the magic does yeah. never end. So I would agree because <laughs> they're still making more seasons. So <laughs> just getting so some more. Exactly. Yes, we thought that that was very fitting for all of us and where we are right now. So as we come to our conclusion, we hope that you enjoyed our very special season two finale. Of course, do not feel like we're going to leave you hanging on the fourth movie, but, um, you know, we won't be getting to the last four movies right away. You'll have to stay Stay tuned tuned to find out. Season three has to start with the... Um, We're going to start with actually throwing it back. So we're going to go into last year's um, Spring Fling. Yes. Before we hit some of the spring 2022 into Spring Into Love okay, movies. So we'll come back. Of course, we have one week off. So, you know, take time with your family. Take time mm-hmm. with yourself. Whatever you're needing. As listeners, we're going to do the same for ourselves. And we really appreciate you listening we to do. season two. It has been a blast to create all the Christmas memories. Mm-hmm. All the early 2022 the- memories. And our magic is going nowhere, friends. Nowhere. Don't you worry. (laughs) Don't you worry about it. (laughs) But quick shout-outs, of course. Shout-out to this Airbnb (laughs) hosting us on our little getaway. Shout-out to Robert. Thank you for hosting. (laughs) Shout-out to Jasmine. Shout-out to Tessa. You came with us to the Airbnb. We got you coffee. We love you so much. God bless you. <laughs> Shout out to previous podcast guests, Cindy and Jess. Love you. You exactly. created our come season back. two. We love you. Yes, gotta be there for season three. Shout out to our husbands, mm-hmm. to Michael, Mark, hey. and Nick. Thank you for supporting us always. Exactly. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor. We supported all of season two, and we really appreciate we it. We do. And of course, we couldn't do this without all of you listeners. So shout out to you, whether you're loyal, whether you're new. We appreciate you each and every episode, and we hope you continue to come back for more yes. in season three. We'll come at you with all new segments, so get ready. Um, we will be sometime next week releasing the podcast for season three so check out the instagram if you want to know what's coming um so yeah we have a lot of exciting things in the future can't wait for you to join us but until then cheers. cheers